Welcome everybody to another episode of the Anti-Asylum, and today's episode, guys, we are going to be reviewing Hell in a Cell, and we're going to be doing Anti-Talks Wrestling as well in this. Uh, we're just going to talk about the what happened at Hell in a Cell, I'm going to talk over the matches, um, and then after, we're just going to talk about what I think of what, about anything. So, just because I, I want to do this, I don't want to, uh, I want to get back into, like, doing, like, pay-per-view reviews doing pay-per-views, uh, like, reviewing them. I'm going to get back to that. I'm not going to do, like, weekly shows. I, I, I haven't watched a Raw or SmackDown in, in, like, a long time, guys. It's been a while. I, it's, I forget when the last... I think it was night after WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. Or I forget... I watched it one time. I forget what it was. I think it was a Raw... I believe. Um, there's another thing I want to talk about after we do the the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. We're going to be talking about the Hell in the Cell. I don't know if I already said that. But we are going to talk about the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view and uh, reviewing it. See how it was. Um, I watched a couple matches. Not very much. I watched like Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Um, that was, oh, I watched Sasha Banks versus Bayley. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, um, there's other things I want to talk about after we do Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, so it won't end like that. I might just do that and reviewing reviews, but not doing anti-style. I'm just doing the anti-talk wrestling after this pay-per-view uh, pay review. It's just because I want to talk about it, like, right now, so, like, so you guys can have two things at once. Um, we're not going to do this all the time, so don't worry about that. But, dudes... Another thing, make sure to rate me five stars, guys. Rate me five stars. Let's get up there. Thank you guys so much for the support. I, I can see that you're all watching this. I'm very happy that you are. I'm glad. I'm back, and I'm back for good. I will I will be back for good. So, I'm going to start doing this more. I'm going to do probably do more pay-per-views, uh, reviewing the pay-per-views. So, I'll, I'll probably do a random... Raw or SmackDown or NXT, maybe, of a review of those, maybe. Um, I might do one of every Thursday. I've just been so busy. Work's been busy with this whole pandemic. That's our question. How you guys been with this whole pandemic thing? I know the election was just a few days ago. Um, I'm not going to bring that up. Um, I don't want politics and all that crap on my podcast or YouTube channel, but I just don't like pot. I just don't like bringing in politics. Politics just divides everybody, and I hate it. But enough of that. Um, how's the whole pandemic going for you guys? You guys doing all right? I hope. Hope you all staying healthy. Hope you guys staying very good. Um, wear your mask. I guess. Just wear it. But if you have a health problem, you understand. I understand that you don't, that you can't wear it. I have a health problem too. I can't wear my mask very long. Uh, sometimes I still wear it if, like, say, like I go to like Walmart or something or Target, I'll wear it just because it's a big place. If I go like to Casey's or something, I'm not gonna wear it because we're all. It's a small place, but still. Um, yeah, just do your part. Let's see what we can do with this whole pandemic. I, to be honest, I really think it's. We just need to let it die out. We can't really stop the virus over a, a cure thing. If you have a flu shot, the flu shots don't even work. 
you're still gonna get sick. Like my mom, she when she has her flu shot, she sits there, she gets sick from it. So there's no really point of having a flu shot if you're trying to get rid of the flu. You know what I'm saying? If we can't get rid of the flu, what can we do with the pandemic, with the coronavirus? But hey, we'll see what we can do. See what. Let's see what the gov. See what. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. But it is. Stay safe. I want to see. I just want to see you guys be safe. Stay healthy, please. And yes, dudes. Dudes. Let's get right into this Hell in the Cell review. Alright, here we go. We got the results. Hell in the Cell 2020. Alright, first off, we got R-Truth versus Drew Galek for the 24-7 title. Dear God, this title is still here. Shockingly enough, it is still here and it's still on R-Truth. I don't even remember who won this. I didn't even watch this. I didn't even know it was first. A like addition to the card was the kickoff match between Archer. That's probably why. Archer and Drew Gulak for the 24-7 championship. The stipulation said there could be no outside interference. I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to be kind of rusty at this. So stick with me, guys. Um, all right. So next we have... Okay, Gulak addressed Little Jimmy directly and pretended to interact with him while R-Truth looked on with a confused look at his face. Gulak pretended to kick his opponent's imaginary friend out of the ring and an angry R-Truth tackled him to the mat. After taking some punches in the corner, Gulak brought Truth down and put him in a submission. The champ kicked out of a sunset flip, but Gulak put him right back into a submission to keep him grounded. Archer started to make a comeback and used several of Josiah's signature moves. He failed to hit the A, but did did hit a lie detector for a two count. Gulak make him met him on the top row for a superplex, but Archer countered and won with the jackknife cover. Oh god, dude! This whole freaking storyline with Drew Gulak and Archer, the G many Christmas. Those are literally the only two that are going after the twenty four seven title. It, don't get me wrong. When they first started this whole twenty four seven championship, I actually thought it was a good idea. I actually thought it was an interesting idea because it can bring in veterans. It can bring in, like, Hall of Famers and all that. It can bring in, um... You can have new superstars come in and face for the title. You can have, um... Uh, like, current superstars. NXT, NXT people. UK. NXT UK. All of them. Well, have we once seen a veteran... Well, we saw at the 25th anniversary, I'm pretty sure... But still, like, gee, many Christmas. That's the only time. And now we don't see anybody going after the title. Like, it's only R-Truth and Drew Gulak. And R-Truth basically wins it all the time. It's the dumbest thing in the world now. I, I just don't think it's... They're making the title look like a joke. Change the title look. The title just looks ridiculous. Gosh dang it, Mick, Fo Nick Fo Mick Foley. God bless the man. <laughs> yes, you heard me right, Mick Foley. Made the title. Well, he introduced the title, though. But, what was the point? Like, I understand. It was a good idea. But it's like, 
everywhere you go, all of a sudden you see our truth running in the wind. All of a sudden, roll, roll up. One, two, three. Oh, he won the match. Then all of a sudden later that night, oh, our truth. Here we go. Roll up. One, two, three. Our truth's a champion again. Like, this man's probably like a hundredth time 24 7 champion. And uh, I know there's somebody out there that probably said, oh, our truth deserves the championship. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden they'll give him this. It's like, what the heck? Like, it's not even a real championship. Oh, uh, yeah, understandably. I don't know. I'm so, st- so stupid. I give this a D plus. I, I give it a D plus. That was all right. I don't, I just don't care about it anymore. The whole little Jimmy thing, it's hilarious. I really think it's funny. Because our truth will talk about that all the time back then. And now they're using it, like, constantly. And now they're bringing it back. They bring it back. I'm like, why? <laughs> But it's whatever. Let's t- let's move on to the next segment. Now, the most shocking thing that started off Hell in a Cell. No, it wasn't a singles competition. No, it wasn't like it wasn't a like a non-title match. It was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Universal Title. I understand that title isn't very good, but still, like, <laughs> I'm kidding, but still, like, wow, under, I don't know why that was first. That Why was that the first match of, to start off, the kick off, like, that main card, the main match card? Like, why was this, you would think, because Elias and Jeff Hardy was first, what it is next after this, and I'm thinking like, bro, like, why? I, I don't know. But, <sighs> let's talk about it. They started at each other, they stared at each other for across uh, from across the ring, and talked a little trash. Roman said he only changed because he had to. And Jesus said he just did it for the title. They locked up. And the challenger was taken down right away with a shoulder block. Confident Reigns hit a quick suplex and placed, paced around until Uso got back up to his feet. The challenger began to build some momentum and hit a couple of suicide dives. He kept talking to the big dog as he threw him into the cage wall. When they got back into the ring, Reigns trailed him with a spear. He tried to bring a chair into the ring, but Uso caught him with the dropkick. Before he could follow up, the champion nailed him with the second spear. He tried to hit a third, but it also countered and hit a super kick and a super fly splash. Uso grabbed a leather strap from under the ring and used to whip Reigns across the back. Somehow the tribal chief got to his feet and hit a third spear. Uso said he couldn't breathe but refused to quit. The title holder picked up the strap and began unloading on his cousin. They ended a strapped They ended up strapped together and Uso began building up a head of steam. He ended up choking Reigns out with the strap but was unable to get him to say, I quit. Surprisingly, Reigns applied a gun and choked Golden and choked out Uto out. He begged him to quit, but Jay refused. Even Paul Hammond pleaded with Uso to quit so this would stop. The Shadow Chiefs dragged Uso to the apron and hit the drive-by t- dropkick. He put the steel steps next to Jay's head and 
and kicked it as hard as he could. The ref wanted to stop the match, but Reigns threw him out of the ring. Several officials came down and tried to stop him, but he locked them all in with him. After chasing them out of the ring, Reigns yelled at his cousin that this was all his fault. He was about to crush Jay's head with the steps when Jimmy Uso ran down and got in his way. He called Jay by his real name, Josh, as he begged Reigns to stop. The big dog broke down crying and sat down next to his cousins. Then he grabbed Jimmy and choked him out as held Jay's hand. Jay quit to save his brother and finally ended the match. Reigns stood over them with the title high, held high after before leaving with Heyman. And Afa and Sika were on the stage to congratulate the champion on his win, as those are his family members. I... This match was pointless. This match was pointless. We already knew where Roman Reigns was going to win this. After the first match, then all of a sudden he got a second match. I'm like, really? Like, you're going to give this man another title shot when you, when you know that Roman Reigns is going to win. Don't get me wrong. I was, I was behind Jay. They, they made him look like he was going to win the title. And what happened? He did. But to be honest, I know a lot of people are like, well, why would you think that he was going to win it? Well, you see, this man's been in WWE for years, just like Kofi Kingston. Kofi's been in this business for years. As well as Jimmy. As well as Jimmy. Jay. Why well, I keep saying Jimmy? Well, Jimmy has as well. Same with Jay. They've both been in this company for years. But yet... He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. But finally he gets a singles competition. And this is what you do. Huh? This what, is this what you wanted? I understand why. He's the heel. Roman Reigns is a heel. And god dang, he's playing, he's playing all right, an all right heel. He's not. He's not. He's not doing too bad. Like breaking down, pretend to cry, then all of a sudden chug out his brother. That's a heel move. Good meal. Good stuff. I like that. I like that storyline. I like the storyline where it's going. Um, they just turned him heel. They just turned Jay heel. So I don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy. Maybe all of a sudden him and Jay will finally fight or something. I don't know. Or him and Roman Reigns. I don't know for the title, and then all of a sudden he'll lose again. He'll lose another one, and then they'll join him. Join them. And call and have the brother, bro, brother. What is it called? Um, the bloodline, the heel version. I don't know. I give this a B, B uh, just plain old uh, a B plus. Not bad. I love the storyline. I don't know what they're gonna do with it now. Just because you had. Jay looking this big and then all of a sudden talking big game you had everybody with them and then all of a sudden you have him lose and then all of a sudden next week he's, he's like oh I hate you man and then all of a sudden he'll he turns heel on Daniel Bryan and oh goes up to the stage you know oh celebrating with his brother you know what I'm saying like what's the point of that what's the point of that who knows but let's move on to Elias versus Jeff Hardy 
Elias performed a new song before Jeff Hardy made his his way to the ring. They started with a couple of basic lockups and, and clean breaks before the musical hit a knee. The musician hit a knee in the body and a hard right hand to the his opponent off his feet. They took the fight out of the ring and Hardy was able to turn the tables. He missed a jump off the st- steps and crashed into the barricade. Elias kept the upper hand for a few minutes and came close to winning with the sit-out powerbomb. Hardy hit Whisper in the Wind for a two-count and then dropped Elias with the twist of fate. The, the singer rolled out of the ring to avoid a swanton. Hardy stopped him from using the guitar as a weapon and turned it on Elias, getting himself disqualified in the process. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is not a match, I I don't do this so much. I don't remember watching this. But. Yeah. Um, I give that a. I give that a C plus. Not bad. I guess another title match at another pay-per-view. Just because it. You know. Sorry about that. Um. Not much to say about that. Two great competitors. I uh, never got into it, but who knows? Uh, then we got the Miz versus Otis. The money for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Our sister the ref called it for the bell. Otis rushed the Miz in the corner and crushed him. He scooped him up for a slam and score a quick two count as Tucker and John Morrison watched. From ringside, Jomo provided a distraction as so the Miz could hit a DDT for another near fall. Morse hit a cheap shot behind the rest back. They also hit the hit the it kicks in the corner and a flying double axe handle. He locked Otis in a sleeper and almost put him out, but the big man fought out of it. The Miz nailed him in the face with a big boot, but Otis began to build up momentum ahead of steam and hit a few of his own signature moves. The ref, the ref caught Morrison about to use the briefcase as a weapon, and she kicked him to the back. While the officials was attending the Miz, Tucker nailed Otis with the briefcase. A shocked Miz covered him for the victory to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. I give this match a C-. minus. My boy Otis. Now, why do I have a problem with this? I have a, I have a ton of questions about this. What the heck were you thinking splitting up Tucker and Otis? What is a Tucker going to do as a heel? The man needs Otis. Otis needs Tucker. You really think that they're going to go their separate ways and all of a sudden become these big... Money shots. No. Like, do you really think that Tucker is going to do great by himself? He needs Otis. Otis needs Tucker. Tucker needs Otis. Otis needs Tucker because that's his mouthpiece. Tucker needs Otis because, my God, the guy needs it. Because that's the powerhouse. You give Tucker Otis, you're in a dominant sports. They ruined Otis and Tucker. These boys, I don't even remember their name. But they ruined them. They ruined them. I knew that they were going to do that. I was hoping not because that's going to ruin them. They're just going to be jobbers now. 
there's no reason why they made Tucker a heel. And have Otis as a face. They're going to keep him as a face. And he, he's going to get... He's going to get squashed. Tucker's going to get squashed. They're both going to be jobbers. So what was the point? They're going to be in the back dancing with the luchadors in the back. There's going to be another dancing in the back of the background. And like, oh, hey, there's Tucker. We know you. You were part of the... You were with uh, Tuck with Otis, weren't you? You know, like... Like, there, there's no point. They're not going to use them. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then all of a sudden, Otis didn't even get a chance to try to, like, well, he did at one point. He attacked Roman Reigns. Was it Roman Reigns or Jim? I don't remember. I think it was Roman Reigns. He had a chance to do it. Or Braun Strowman. I think it was Braun Strowman at the time. But it failed. And then Randy Orton tried on uh, Randy Orton. The Miz tried on Randy Orton. I think I said that. Um, and then Drew McIntyre attacks the Miz and stops him from cashing in. That made no sense because wouldn't you want that to happen? Wouldn't you want the Miz to do that? And all of a sudden, it's an easier target for you to 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 uh, to get the Miz than Randy Orton. That would make more sense, but come on, WWE, what are you doing? But it's whatever. Um, my theory is still intact, sort of. Maybe. So I'm really happy right now that The Fiend is going after Randy Orton. But what sucks is that they're not going to have him win. They're going to have stupid, I hope this does not happen, another match between Edge and freaking Randy Orton. There's already been two matches already between those two. At WrestleMania and at, um, I don't even remember what the payback was. Was it payback? I don't remember. And it, it supposedly it was the great, it was supposed to be the greatest match ever. It wasn't. But let's say it was. But it made no sense. It's like, and the feud. It's done. And if they say it's supposed to happen at WrestleMania, like, what's the point? What's the point? Like, right now, I think they should do Randy Orton versus Edge at Elimination Chamber, but at the Royal Rumble, the Fiend comes out at the Royal Rumble. He comes out in the Royal Rumble match, wins, wins a Royal Rumble match, and then challenges Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I that's what should happen. But of course, there's gonna be somebody out there like, no, I want to see Randy Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania. Dude, we've seen it twice. We've seen it like a ton of times back in the day. Like, I understand these new guys probably want to see it, but I don't want to see it. Don't get me wrong. I love Randy Orton. I love. I love. Edge. I love Edge as well. I love Drew McIntyre, one of my favorite ones. But <sighs> yeah, um, I love the Fiend. I love all of them. But still, I just don't. What am I trying to say? I don't want to see another 
Randy Orton versus Edge again. Because, what's the point? Like, the two has already clashed twice or 30 times. I don't remember. The first time, the second time, Edge got hurt. And I think that's why Randy Orton won. They were supposed to have another match after at uh, SummerSlam, I believe. Yeah, SummerSlam. But Edge was still hurt, so he had to face Drew McIntyre. He lost that match. Then all of a sudden, at Hell in the Cell. Um, was it at SummerSlam or was it at... Um, I don't remember. But, and then all of a sudden, Hell in a Cell... Randy Orton wins it, finally, like, three times a charm, apparently, I don't know, two times charm, three times charm, I don't remember, I lost count at two, but I lost count at one or something, you know, like, if someone, like, you said, WWE sat there and said, oh, if somebody loses the title, you can't get a title back, match back, you have, you can't get your rematch back, or, and you have to face somebody, like, get a number one contenders match just to get back, but with Randy Orton, you know, what's funny is that so many people were behind Drew McIntyre, and then all of a sudden, that Hell in the Cell, everybody's like, yeah, Randy Orton won, that's just who we wanted, like, weren't you the same people that were with Drew McIntyre when he won it, and then all of a sudden, you know, he said, oh, he deserves to have a long t- title run, weren't you guys the one that, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I love Randy Orton, you know, a 14-time champion, wow, 14, 14-time champ, world champ. Great job. Congratulations. But still, like, why? This man has done everything in his career. And right now, all he's, all he's doing is what he loves, is wrestling. And I'm so happy to see Randy Orton still in good shape. He's still in good shape. Great shape. Great shape. As well as Edge. Edge is in great shape. But he's not back. He's got hurt. But he's still recovering. Hopefully, he'll be back by Royal Rumble. Hopefully, by Royal Rumble, or at least, um, um, what is it? Elimination Chamber? Hopefully. Hopefully. But, who knows? Um, moving on. Moving on to Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title match. Bailey tried to use the chair as a cell, as the cell, was being lowered, but Sasha Banks kicked it outside of the ring. Once the cell lowered, it was out of reach. Little Jabaz went back to her, went right after her former be- former friend with some hard right hits. She applied the bank statement, but Bailey bit her hand to force a break. The role models drove her into the side of the cell. Banks dodged a few kendo sticks. Shots and delivered a huge knee to the face. She pulled out a table and set it up next to the ring. Bailey ran across the table to hit a meteora against the cage. She threw a few chairs into the ring, but Bailey was able to throw her over the top rope. She picked up a chair but missed, hitting Banks on the table. The boss kicked the table into her and sent her into the steel steps. She set up two kendo sticks between the cage and steps Bailey. Steps. Bailey tripped her into the kendo sticks and she hit the steps hard. The champ set up two more kendo sticks and used a slingshot to send Banks into them again. The boss managed to powerbomb Bailey from the apron into the wall of the cage. The role model wedged a chair into the corner and sent the back of Banks' head into the bed. Into it with a sunset flip. 
for a close two count. The boss found a fire extinguisher and sprayed the champion in the face. He beat down the former BFF, but Bailey blocked a frog splash with a chair. Bailey set up a ladder across two chairs to make a bridge in the ring. She sprayed painted the letter X on Banks, but the boss avoided the flying chair shot. She hit Bailey's own finisher in, onto the mat, to, onto the ladder for a near fall. The champ recovered and hit the Bailey to Bailey, Bailey to Bailey for another two count. The boss then locked in the bank statement with some help with the chair for the submission victory and win the title. Dudes, I gotta give that an A. I gotta give that an A. Just a solid A. Dudes, when she used that chair, she starts stomping the crap out of it. That is what you do. I love that because Sasha is such a great superstar. She's a great women superstar. She's one of the great women superstar. Definitely deserves that title. God dang it, stop making her storylines where she wins the title and then all of a sudden she loses at the next pay-per-view. I absolutely hate that. Like, why? She's such a great superstar. She's amazing. And the way she was stomping on that chair, dude, that's what you want to see. I love that. But she's still face, she's still that boss. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I just noticed that they still call her the role model. When she, when has she ever been a role model? Yeah, when you were faced, but now, now you're just a heel. You're just, now you're, you just called everybody a piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? And now you're saying, oh well, I love you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut up. Like, I don't know. It's weird, but still. Um, moving on. Let's move on to the next match. Uh, we got Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack. I'm guessing it's one of. Mustafa Ali's redemption person, I guess. I don't remember seeing this. Is <laughs> there a match I didn't, probably didn't, I didn't watch? I think I watched some of the, just like the time matches. Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack. Mustafa Ali threw down a challenge earlier in the show for any member of the urban to face anyone in retribution. Bobby stepped up, stepped up for for his team while Slapjack repped his group. Subject tried to gnarly advantage by throwing his shirt at Lashley, but the Almighty took it, still control, and drove him into the corner with the shoulder thrust. The Retribution member actually managed to get in the middle of offense, the little offense, and hit a cannonball in the corner. Lashley was able to apply the hurt lock to get the win. As soon as it was over, Ali's faction rushed the ring and attacked the powerhouse. Lashley fought them off. Until his teammates arrived to even the odds. The Hurt Business drove Retribution off to end the segment. Not much of a match. Give it a C-. Not bad. Not good. Um, I'm glad to see the Hurt Business and Retribution going at it. It's all nice little touch to the factions. Um, they need to make Retribution more dominant. Right now they're just like, eh. You gotta make it more dominant. You can't sit there and say, oh, we're gonna run this place. We're gonna tear it down what we want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now you have them getting beat, beaten down by, like, I understand it's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's a freaking powerhouse, dude. He's dominant. And <laughs> that's why you call him the dominator. But uh, you have him losing. And then you have Mustafa Ali. That was a great move by them. But still, it's whatever. Let's move on. I believe the main event. Yes, the main event. We have the main event. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. 
Shrek attacked Rainbow before they made made it inside the cage. They were finally locked inside the cell, and the Viper got in a few good shots before the champ backed him in the corner. McIntyre was first to go for a weapon. He grabbed a steel chair and hit his rival in a few few times, all while smiling from ear to ear. He lined up for a Claymore, but Orton hit his leg with a chair. The Legend Killer stomped McIntyre's head into the steps and then whipped him into a different set of steps. He set up against the wall. When they got back to the ring, the Scott began making a comeback and threw the challenger across the ring with a be- belly to belly. He put Orton through a table at ringside with another super pl- suplex. The Viper regained the upper hand but kept falling to get a three count. He went back under the ring and grabbed some bolt cutters to cut the chain off. The cell door, he tried to leave, but McIntyre chased him down. Orton climbed to the top of the cell, and the title holder soon followed. I picked up a pipe he had hidden up there, but McIntyre ducked it and tackled him. They both started climbing down the side of the cell and fought until the champion fell, well, 10 feet down through the table, now stable. The 13 time champion stalked the bloodied McIntyre as he crawled around the cage. Orton got him in the ring and prepared to end the match with an RKO. The champ countered and hit a Claymore to send him out of the ring. Orton ducked another Claymore and brought him down with an RKO for the win to become a 14-time champion. My grade, I give that a B minus. Oh, B plus. Sorry about that. B plus. I have mixed feelings about this. I have mixed feelings about this, and I hope I'm not the only one. Randy Orton, my dude is a 13-time world champion. Do you really think he deserves another one? Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna lie. But to a man that literally has never held the title in his life, he finally gets shot. And now, he's only a champion. Because you gave it to a veteran. <clears throat> but all of a sudden, now he deserves it. Yeah, but, um, I like Roman. I like Randy Orton. I like Drew McIntyre. Good match. Great match. Just didn't like. Just mixed feelings on the the win was too. But that's gonna set up. It, and I understand what's gonna set up for is three ways. It's gonna set up another match for Drew McIntyre, of course. It's going to set up uh, with the Edge, and it could set up with the Fiend. Because the Fiend is now looking at Randy Orton to try to get that title. Now, please, dear Lord, I hope that my theory is right. To have the Fiend go at Royal Rumble, to be in the Rumble match, the Rumble match, and win the match. And face Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Now, what they need to do is have Edge and Randy Orton face at at Wrestle at Royal Rumble or have as Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre are about to face, they say or like during like their their confrontation on Raw, they say, Oh wait, we got one more thing to say before anything happens. Let's um I'm adding one more person into this. An edge theme song plays. 
and they'll there'll be a triple threat match at at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. Ray Norton retains, but then all of a sudden, right after that, after the Fiend wins, the Fiend's music hits, and there's the Fiend right behind him and attacks him. He's right behind him, pointing at the sign, pointing at the WrestleMania sign, and boom. We have a match at WrestleMania. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. I hope it goes that way. I really do. I super, I really, really hope it does. Because that would be a good idea. That would be an amazing idea. But if they go with The Fiend first, then he's going to lose. And then you're just basically bashing The Fiend. Again. Like he did with Goldberg. Don't even get me started with Goldberg. <laughs> Don't even get me started with that match. Gosh, that was such a stupid match. Like, you had this most dominant superstar. That's been beating everybody. But, he, but for some reason, Goldberg was the one to beat him. Why did Goldberg need to win that title? There was no point. There was no point. No flipping point. Now, that's the thing, though. I think they will because, as you all know, Randy Orton, I mean, with John Cena, it's been so long that 2015 was when John Cena beat Bray Wyatt, but the fans wanted Bray Wyatt to win that match. And then all of a sudden, when at last year's WrestleMania, was WrestleMania 36? Or 35, 36, I believe. And... Nobody believed it. Nobody. And then all of a sudden we'll have that match. And it said. Listen John. Listen to the fans. They wanted me John. They wanted me. Not you. They were cheering for me. And I was like. Bro I never. Bro I never noticed that too. Well I noticed it. But I was like. Man they're going really for Bray Wyatt. But it was awesome. You know I was like. Dang. And so, finally, he abolishes John Cena as, you know, he isn't here right now, and you wonder why. And, um, <clears throat> and so, with Randy Orton, Randy Orton tried to burn Sister Abigail. He tried to ruin the fa Wyatt, Wyatt family, and he tried to ruin Bray Wyatt. And so, and Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, at that one WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 33, which we do not speak of. <clears throat> which we do not speak of, WrestleMania 33, as one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. But it could be. Not of, uh, not of all time, but it could be. Who knows? But let's see what happens. I hope that happens, dudes. I really do. I was going to say, I, uh, I did say I was going to do anti talk wrestling. Um. Yeah, we're done with the Hell in the Cell. That was it. Mine is B+. Not a bad match. Uh, Survivor Series is coming up. That's going to be fun. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Right now, it's looking like... Uh, let me look it up real quick. Uh, Survivor. Let's see. We have... Um, 
So right now, for Raw, it's looking like... Hold on. It's the latest news on it. So right now, it's looking like it will be... So this is what the Raw team looks like right now. It is Keith Lee, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle. Which, who was it? It was Elias, Matt Riddle, and Jeff Hardy. Both got a title. Both got an opportunity to see who will be in the last one. So it is uh, Keith Lee, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle. Now, that's crazy, to be honest. So, that's going to happen. So, yeah. That's, uh, I don't think we have anything for SmackDown, I don't believe. Do we? Don't think we do yet. So I guess we'll see what happens. What about Team SmackDown? There's not much on Team SmackDown on here. Don't know. Alright. Well. So yeah. Um... It's not much. That's what's going to be on Raw. I don't know what's on SmackDown. Uh, let me look it up. As far as series for all is one, two, three, four. Is um, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and um, Lana. Which is crazy. Like, so that's for the women's. For Raw, of course, I just said. Um, right now, it looks like there's nothing much going with. Raw right now. They just announced for Keith Lee and uh, not Keith Lee, um, Matt Riddle and Braun Strowman, but for Team SmackDown for the women it's just Bianca Belair. Uh, for Team SmackDown it's just Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. So I'm guessing this Friday we'll find out who the rest are. Hopefully, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, Raw has already picked who they want to be in the match. So it's like... Interesting. So yeah. Um, dudes, that's, that's going to be it for the podcast for right now. Dudes, hit that. Make sure you rate me five stars. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. Maybe five stars. Dudes, put me on your favorites as well. Um, yes, dudes, you're listening to the... Go follow me on my social medias. 
go check me out on Twitter, Anti-Asylum. Um, go check me out on Twitter as well. Again, like that, Anti-Asylum. Go check out my um, Instagram, set the one out for eight. Go check out my, what is it? Snapchat, set the one out for eight. Um, go check out my YouTube channel, set the boy nine, set the boy nine four eight. I've been saying this all for so long. And yes, dudes, you listen to the anti asylum, and I'll check you guys. See you guys. Talk to you guys later. Peace.